The big question is this, how do we live a life that is unapologetically ours? The summer of 2020, I was struggling. I was facing bankruptcy as my reselling empire was crumbling around me due to the financial constraints caused by COVID-19. I decided to stop trying to hold the weight of the world on my shoulders and get free. I sold off everything, I bought a first class ticket to Mexico, and with no source of income and only a few thousand dollars, I went on an adventure. What happened next? Well, my name is Keely Stwicky, and welcome to Tacos and Tattoos. Hey there, welcome to an episode of Tacos and Tattoos, the rebirth of Tacos and Tattoos. Oh my gosh, you guys, this podcast has had so many different lives, and ever since I had the Resale Revolution podcast, I just have not been able to get this podcast tiled in. So this is the rebirth. This is take two, (laughs) and I appreciate you guys sticking with me and listening through all of my pivots and trying to just figure out my voice and how to share my experiences. So today I wanted to talk about things that I had to do in order to become a nomad because as you may or may not know, this summer I went back to Oregon for, it was six months. It was because I got there like the last week of June and I left the second or third week of December and it was negative 11 degrees in the pine when my mom and I flew out of Redmond. Negative 11 I told myself I would never (laughs) be stuck in cold weather again, and I was stuck in cold weather. So thank goodness for being here and being overly hot and sweaty, like, all the time. Literally all the time. But when the winters came in Hood River, I would suffer so much. I would be so depressed. I would suffer from, what is that, that seasonal, like, a disorder Um, sad, I think is what they call it. I would suffer from that. It was just, it was just brutal. Yeah, for me, it was just brutal. I'm not a cold weather person. So my goal was to never have to spend another winter in cold weather ever again. Uh, But in order to do that, things have to happen. And contrary to the belief of my, some of my followers on TikTok, I am not a son that trusts fun baby. I did not inherit a bunch of money or sell a big tech business or whatever. I still have to work while I'm here. Not that that's a bad thing. I actually am very fortunate that I have the opportunities that I do and I can work the way I do. And uh, I love it. I love what I do. I love that I get to be creative for a living and do marketing, which is something I've always loved. Like, always, always loved. I've dabbled in life coaching, but I love, love, love marketing. But anyway, in order to be able to live life as a nomad where I can basically go and work and live wherever I want, five things had to happen. I've really, I've journaled about this. I have talked about this with others. Like, these are the things, when I look back at my journey to getting here, these are the things that had to have happened. If any of these things didn't happen, the story would have been a whole different thing. So number one was I had to accept a lower standard of living. 
And a lot of people just aren't willing to do this. One of our biggest fears as human beings, besides public speaking and abandonment and stuff like that, is is having a decrease in status. So a decrease of status is anything from you know having to live in a smaller place, making less money, having a less nice car. Um, it could even go for relationships, I guess. Having a less handsome or beautiful partner or having a partner that makes less money. I don't know, something like that. But we never want to take a pay cut. We never want to decrease our status. And so this was something that was brutally hard for me. And I've had this happen to me twice in my life. The first one was when I decided to leave my narcissistic uh, fiance. And I had to walk away from the 80 acres and the barn and the area for the horses and all the equipment and all the trucks and having the sawmilling business was a decrease in status for me because with him, I had all that and I had the opportunities that I had because of him. And while I was creating a lot of those opportunities, when I left him, I no longer had them. They weren't available to me. And I had the vintage consignment store on the property. And so I just like immersed myself in that identity, but it was hard letting go of that status. So when I decided to sell off everything and become a nomad, you literally have nothing. Like when you go and you talk to friends or family or people that don't know you and you're just like, yeah, I I kept my, my now what is it it's an 03 so it's 20 year old i have a 20 year old diesel truck that now hit over 300,000 miles on it i love that thing to death it's paid for yes i have to spend maybe about a thousand dollars a year on insurance plus maybe another thousand paying for maintenance and repairs and stuff on it but I love that truck. It gives me freedom every time I go back to visit the States and I love driving it. It makes me feel like a total badass. But I I now have way less. So when you look at my spreadsheet, I have way less than I used to. I did go and buy a little piece of property, but again, it's nothing near the, the magnitude of what I owned and what I could say I had before. And so this was hard because now when we look at ourselves and our identity and we talk about ourselves, we feel less than. And so you have to put, I had to put value on different things. So what I did was I said, well, to me, what I value is no longer stuff. I no longer value having a huge building I have to maintain. I no longer value having this business that I have to like babysit and can't even take a vacation from. Those don't align with my internal values. Even though society says that is the vision of success, my new vision of success and value and status comes from the fact that I literally can wake up anywhere in the world and decide what to do with all the hours of my day. Yes, I have work to do, but I get to decide when I do that, where I'm gonna work from, if I'm going to the cafe, if I'm gonna do it from my apartment, I get to decide. And that to me is the highest of status because even those that are millionaires are unhappy and they don't get to choose what they do with their time. So I guess the other part of this is like 
being happy. And because I know lots of people that have tons of stuff and they're so unhappy, so insecure. And I have way less than I used to. But when I check in with myself, it's not just lying to myself. A lot of people will be like, oh, well, you're just lying to yourself. It's like, no, I truly am very deeply happy and very like I wake up every morning and I walk out into my kitchen I have this view of the ocean with the sunrise and I'm just like oh my god I'm the luckiest girl ever and I'm so incredibly grateful for everything so the second thing was I had to learn a skill that I could monetize online and this is where <laughs> this is where people get also bent out of shape about things like Making money online is not hard if you know how to do something. If you don't know how to do anything, you've got to go learn how to do something. Like, come on. You can't just be like, oh, I wish I could make money online. Well, you can. You just have to go learn how to do something. Learn how to, like, advertise Amazon products. Learn how to be an affiliate. Learn how to make a YouTube channel or a TikTok channel. Or learn how to do coaching or... Like, make a little course on something. I don't know. You've got everyone has a skill and a talent, and you can learn and find something that you can monetize online. It's not that hard. And there's, you can learn how to do it for like a fraction of the cost of going to a university, so, or college. So there's, there's that. <laughs> um, number three was I had to be brave. This is, it's not easy. It's not easy, especially as a woman going to a foreign country, especially one that gets such a bad rep as Mexico, and, like, figuring out all the things on your own. Like, I had to figure out where to go to the doctor and how to go to the dentist and, like, the money and rent and how to pay my electrical bill here and, like, all those things. I had to learn, and it was so incredibly uncomfortable to not know how to do anything because when I went back to the United States it was like so easy know how to do all the things like no problem but then when you're here it's just like I know nothing and I'm figuring it out as I go and that's very very scary so you've got to be brave uh, to be able to move forward towards the life that you want okay number four was learn Spanish this is just a no-brainer for me because I want to be able to communicate and live with the people and go to parties and go salsa dancing with my friends and be able to have conversations with my friends. So it was just kind of a no-brainer for me to study Spanish, but learning a second language is hard. And now that I'm in my 30s, it's way harder than it was when I was a teenager. Like, I still remember that stuff from elementary school, or not elementary, from middle and high school and college. Like, I remember all the Spanish, but... Now trying to shove into my brain in a practical manner and then pull it out at the spur of a moment. Like, oh, it can be stressful. So that was number four. And then lastly, I had to learn how to cut people out of my life. I've always been such a people pleaser. I've always, I developed um, a very empathetic personality because I was always one that was scanning the room for the most troubled person and trying to make everybody happy and going above and beyond and like taking on other people's energy. And so in order to be nomadic, I had to cut out people that didn't believe in me, that weren't supporting me in my vision. And that meant family members, that meant friends, that meant boyfriends. Like it can be hard to let people go because you can feel guilty. You feel guilty about chasing your dreams while they stay the same. And also every time I go back to Oregon, it's just like 
nothing ever changes even though I've changed. So I feel different and then people are talking about the same things, doing the same patterns. And it's just like, it's hard. It's hard to go backwards. I recently had a conversation with another entrepreneur and she's from Czechoslovakia, Poland. Oh my God, I don't remember. Um, but she said every time she'd go back after living abroad, they're now she's now has um, citizenship in Australia and is now a temporary resident here in Mexico. So she's traveled a lot. She says every time she goes back, it's just so hard because she wants. She's like, I want to fit in. I want to fall back into the things, but like nothing has changed. And everybody's talking about the same things, and I feel different. And I feel guilty that I don't feel like I belong there anymore. And it's just a weird thing. It's a it's. You just, like, outgrow where you're from. And I felt that way about my hometown when I went to college. But then when you feel it about, like, an entire state or entire country and you're just like, I can't relate to you guys anymore. Like, that's a whole other thing. So being able to let go and cut, cut ties with people was number five. So, uh, yeah, lower your stand, being able to accept a lower standard of living, learn a skill that you can monetize, be brave, Learn the language of wherever you're going. Like, honestly, it's, it's so necessary. And then cut out people that no longer uh, serve you and aren't there to support you along your journey. So that those are the things that had to happen in order for me to be able to live this lifestyle. You don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to have a plan. You don't even have to have an apartment rented. Like you could legit just show up here, hop on Airbnb or stay in a hotel for a week and you'll be fine. Like you don't even have to have that much of a plan, but you have to be able to be willing to let go of things like that. Lower Lowering your status is also letting go of things that are weighing you down. Like if you have a big storage unit, you've got to go back and like, deal with that and be willing to let things go because it's just a dragging you you down i had a storage unit when i first came to mexico i had it for about six months because it was like a hundred and ten dollars a month and then it went up to 125 and then up to 150 and i was like i'm paying half of the cost of my rent in the storage unit for things that i just go see once in a while and so i finally got rid of it because it was just like I didn't want to pay for it anymore. It's not a lot of money, but it is in perspective when it's, you know, it's like, oh, well, I can be saving that money or I can be putting it towards buying property or into the stock market, like whatever, you know, but instead I'm paying for it for things that I don't really even need anymore. But anyway, until next time, uh, I will leave you with, with these words of wisdom. All right. Bye.